Good day, everybody. It is Wednesday, the 5th of September. We are back. Remember, remember the 5th of September. Welcome back to the Positively Negative Podcast. Where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of positivity in an occasionally negative world. I'm Dalio. And I'm Team Humble, and we're glad you're here. Yeah, boy. I bet everybody's going to be super, super mad about cryptos right now. Boy, why is that? Well, because uh, uh, Goldman Sachs has pulled out of doing their trading thing so everything across the board is just tanked whatever goldman sachs and whatever warren buffett (laughs) says do the opposite fam (laughs) don't you think they know up and down up and down yeah well yeah we got bitcoin is um they sell bitcoin chocolates at walmart now so we should be okay (laughs) i saw that for a dollar as well it's actually high it's actually not less than a dollar. What's that about? Um, yeah. It's been a super busy week. Well, last couple of weeks, actually. Yeah. Um, but mainly last week, seeing as that's when we did the last podcast, and that makes more sense to everybody. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yes and no. I think, well, you got, you onboarded some clients, so that's amazing. And I guess I was just geolocationally busy, less digitally sure. busy, but more like admin life busy. Sure. And sure. Um, it's Doing a lot. It's just, th- it's just strands. It doesn't matter what they are. That's what I'm realizing. Like if, if I have more than five things going on, I just feel a little bit crazy. And yeah, yeah. No matter if they are client related or life related or just personal projects, it's just the the strands and switching back and forth. Sure, it's a lot for my brain. Yeah. We got to get yeah. those fish oils and walnuts or something. Yeah, from my all brain. Of those, all of those energies, all of those energies, yeah. it, it just it, they do overlap, and it gets a little bit too much, a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. I have to say. But yeah, I had some good luck in terms of these. Uh, I don't know if it was like start of the month thing or coming off the six weeks holiday energy, which I actually thought was two weeks left. So that, that completely threw me. Um, but yeah, I I, I kind of jumped into Upwork thinking that people are going to be, I had this feeling that like parents are just going to be back into computer stuff because the kids are not going to be around. So they're going to have mm. extra cycles of energy. And I think I just captured it at the right time. The best the best power tip I can give people who want to do virtual work online is to put an application into Upwork jobs that have got less than five offers, like mm-hmm. five people already like applied for it. Because if you're catching, and it's all about timing, as most of this stuff is anyway. Yeah. But like, I literally thought parents are going to be back to their normal processes. Kids are back at school. They're going to get energy cycles back. The adults are going to be like, oh, what am I going to do with myself? Oh, I should start that side project or I should get that done on the website. And so I think I just caught it at the right kind of energy. And I, I picked up what, what would have been three clients ended up with two because I, I don't necessarily trust the guy in Jerusalem to have any money. <clears throat> Not that people in Jerusalem don't have money, but it's just, it There's feels- a lot of factors you look for as like- Well, it just feels, yeah. It just feels like it's just such a world away for me to imagine people are like set up with credit cards and everything. I don't know. I just don't know. It's just well, a preconceived image I have, I guess. I for, for perspective, like I just found out a, a little while ago that, you know, the Navigator app Waze, they're based in, they're based in Israel. I believe it's Jerusalem. So they have like a, yeah, I think they there's like a, a little bit of a hub starting up there. I shouldn't say a little bit of like, a, what do I know? But I think that there's a, like a Silicon Valley section of Israel at the moment. So that's, I mean, I w- it might, you might I won't be surprised more. Yeah. I won't, I won't be surprised. I mean, there's a like whole Iranian, like super, super intelligent, like they, they do a lot of military stuff and a lot of, uh, sure. You know, they're well known in t- terms of the scene. It's just like from a client perspective, most of my clients have ever been UK or America. So like whenever I get somewhere like Middle East and I'm like, I have no comprehension whatsoever. Mm. And the weird thing was, is just the way it all played out with Upwork as well, because they couldn't verify his card, which then set me on the back foot of like, oh, yeah. some dodgy card thing. But then I had Upwork getting in touch with me for the first time saying, we have a bug on our system. 
we have an actual bug that's like not displaying stuff and we don't know what it is. So I left it 24 hours and oh. they, they came back and said, no, it's still a problem. So the bug so, was to do with his payment method? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. payment being verified. But I, I kind of went down the road saying to the guy, look, I don't want you to be frustrated and waiting and whatever. So like, I'll just cancel the contract and you can go elsewhere, which he was cool with. Mm. But yeah, my other two, my other two clients are cool because they're like, 16 or 17 screencasts that need to be done like a massive refresh and then the other one is um the other one is like advice for wirecast and video stuff which i've done a couple of now yeah yeah um, and i really love what this guy's doing and i could definitely see us both doing that as well again it's money it's cost it's hardware it's stuff but it brings in a little bit of cash towards sure. the uh, steam fest stuff yeah 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 it's been a yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been a weird week on upwork but we could talk about it we should do a whole a whole thing about Upwork, a whole episode, because there's definitely, I think you and I have learned like to look for certain things and we have certain strategies mm. that we use mm. both together and individually. So Upwork yeah. would be a good, like a, just a good episode to do just on its own, or maybe even just like, <laughs> maybe we could do a podcast where we talk about all of the random startups we've worked for, like Camly and Fancy Hands and oh, like- the whole past two, three years of just like wag. Yeah, I've been around, <laughs> like been all around of the block on all of that. Yeah, I'm for telling sure. you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, they're all short plays, but they get you where you need to go sometimes. Well, you say the short plays, but I think that's just the nature of the world right now. I, sure. I think, I think we're literally people are scrabbling from one set of resources to another, but also like there's a time consideration. There's a location situation. You know, people move from one place to another place for jobs and then they move there and then they find out the rents just do them. Huh? Oh, and baby. Then they, then they decide to move away and then the job's like, Oh, well, we really want you here. So then they change. I just think more people are changing their jobs more regularly because of circumstances and like technology Technology now is in its real stride now. Like technology is in its full, full on sprint to disrupt every industry, and yeah. it's doing it at a rate of knots. Like I see, I see people coming out of the woodwork and following me on Instagram and Twitter, and you know, looking at my courses and seeing which ones they're actually going into and watching. And I know they won't contact me, but I know secretly behind the scenes they're kind of like trying to gen up on stuff as fast as possible. Yeah. But like, and and it's, it's super interesting, like where these little messages come from and when the timing of it, you know, makes it kind of validates the fact that I was, I, I was right in some ways to like cut my losses at certain stages on like s- cities and people and just like platforms. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad I've got the ability not to be too precious about platforms. Yeah. Because they literally come and go. Yeah. No, that's exactly that's what kind of what I meant by it. like mm-hmm. I don't want to work I ju- I decided that I don't want to work for anybody who would ask me where do you see yourself in 5 years? Because if you're asking me that question, you don't <laughs> know what the, uh, where do I see myself in 6 months? Maybe I can answer that question for you. <laughs> Yeah, but if you think that I can honestly give you an answer, a realistic answer about five years, boy, let's hope let's hope the lights are still on. Like, yeah, let's hope we ain't underwater. All right, Let, let's talk about that. Anyway, speaking of, it kind of. I, I, go I've ahead. Got a, go ahead. I've got to quickly. I've got to quickly jump in there. I can't believe I've never said to somebody not working here. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to use that. If anybody says that to me, like, where do you see? You, if I ever get into. If I get interviewed somewhere, I'm going to drop that truth bomb, even if I don't get the job. One of my favorite jokes ever from a comedian named um, Mitch Hedberg was <laughs> when somebody asked me, where do I see myself in five years? I say, celebrating the five-year anniversary of you asking me this question. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Which Fair. is like, okay, you know what? At least it's honest. Um, yeah. So, well, we're kind of talking about like platforms and things kind of coming in and out of style. And I kind of want to... I really I listened to a really interesting podcast this week, and I'm not gonna like sit here and break down the entire podcast for you because I really think you should listen to it for yourself. Um, it's a podcast by one of my favorites called Radio Lab, and they're from uh, WNYC. They're like independent radio, but this is their podcast, um, and it's called Post No Evil, and it's about Facebook's terms of um, terms of service with regard to moderating like graphic images. And they had a little document that started in 2008 
and I'm not going to like break the whole thing down for you, but basically in 2008, they had, you know, just like a room full of moderators who would just have to click through any, any of the images that got, you know, flagged. So no nudity, no sex, no, uh, no gore, no violence, this, 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 and that. And, uh, they ended up having, uh, a group of moms protest because they're, their images of breastfeeding were being taken down. So the whole thing kind of devolves and it's really better to go listen to on yourself. But that's now that's 10 years ago. That started in 2008. Now the platform has 2.2 billion users on it in almost every country in the world. And they're kind of grappling with the fact that they are kind of a news source now. (laughs) So now it's becoming more of a censorship issue because there, when, do you remember when the Boston bombings happened a couple of years mm. ago, that was a image. There were images from that, that um, the team decided needed to go out and needed to go out to the world, but they were very clearly against the blood and, and violence uh, terms of their, of, of their, you know, what, what would you call that? Like their guidelines basically. And um, okay. So I don't know. So the whole thing really got me thinking, like, because on a very, very small scale to that, we're moderators on Steam Hunt. And um, we have a PG that's open to everyone. The the Facebook's PG is not open because they don't want people to try to game it and, and know exactly what's in it. But the other thing that really struck me about that is that they're human people who have to sit there and flip through the most terrible, terrible mm. visual images that represent like humankind <laughs> for mm-hmm. hours and hours a day. They, were, they interviewed people from the Philippines getting paid $2 and 50 cents an hour. They had to meet quotas of, of hundreds of photos per day. And the fact that, you know, it, it actually ended up giving them PTSD in a sense. So I kind of wanted to like, just talk about that and talk about maybe how do we see the blockchain um, changing that? Do we think, do you think that AI might completely just wipe out those jobs and humans won't have to do that anymore? And kind of like, where does where do you think the line of like censorship ends and protection begins, or can you even regulate that for something that's completely um, subjective in every place in the world where you view it, right? Because they're not you can't you can't use like America as the rules for for everyone all over the world. So that was kind of that's kind of like the general outline of what I wanted to kind of go through with you today and just see kind of like what what you thought about. Basically, I really wanted to talk to you about it. And we were like, all right, let's save it for the podcast. So does any of that like jog anything for you? Or is there anything like you want to kind of just jump in and start on? I don't really have a, a set format, just kind of some thoughts. Can I have the original question of what I'm going to do in five years time instead? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a lot, but like my brain, it, no, you know, you literally asked me, you, you literally asked me like five questions in one go. But what I will say to you is that I think uh, the very way that you interpreted all of those things is exactly how everybody's mind is about those things, right? So there's a huge fear factor about uh, all of that stuff, right? Mm. Because how how do you navigate all that? Right. We, what is true? What is false? You know, what's what's fake news? What is real news? Uh, you know, especially when you start applying adding on layering up additional interfaces to the human condition with like VR, AR uh, and AI influences. I mean, mm. it's a shit though. It's a, it's a shit though at that uh, yeah. show at that well, point. Let's you know, start here. Do it's, you it's, think it's imagination then at that point, right? Do you think that that should be a job that's completely offloaded that humans shouldn't have to do? Do you think that there is even like, I personally oh, think that there's a human oh, rights oh, issue to oh, having people. Wait do a that. minute. First of all, first of all, Every algorithm that we're supposed, when we say handing it off to a machine to do, yeah. what we're really saying is we're handing it off to an algorithm that was written by a human. True, true. Right? But the problem that we're actually really facing now is that the algorithms are actually writing their own algorithms. Well, yes. <laughs> right? That's true. So, so at that point, like any opinions or emotions we have about any of this stuff is kind of null and void, if I'm honest. Hmm. So you think we're because already past that point where we had a choice about it? I think we're way past that point. I think okay. we're way past that point. I think I think there has been an, a massive acceleration in the modeling of of planet Earth as it is. Um, also, what's going on outside of planet Earth? I think uh, oh, the governments of this. I think the governments of this world uh, world are, are well well versed in terms of um, 
the the recognition of data i think there's definitely heads of state and presidents and and you know different people at high levels of society that are knowing the outcomes of certain things mm. we are building supercomputers at a rate of knots like we've never done before sure um we have uh, things that seem i seem to see a lot more things that are running alongside other things which makes me think well somebody's considering the outcome of this and some people are not considering the outcome of that um i i think we i think we had an inflection point where in the same way that climate changes spoke about in terms of critical mass and you know no turning back i would say that's happened with technology right i would say that that's already happened we're almost like we're doubling over on ourselves like that i i i think i i think the only reason that startups have teams of human beings going through these things is a courtesy thing to humanize an emotion about the relationship between that information because everything can be scanned now and everything can be have an algorithm applied to it um and if the 70s computer computers and uh sci-fi and crime shows or anything to go by we can just say enhance and we can zoom everything up and make (laughs) it look nice anyway so what i'm getting at is that we've got algorithms on top of algorithms on top of algorithms Mm. i think there has to be that human you know how is this going to make people feel i think we've seen it in elections how elections are manipulated countries against countries um you have to track back a little bit and be like, well, why did China decide on having the Great Wall of China? Maybe they were uh, had a, some some kind of precognition as to where this was all heading. Who knows? Right. We'll never we'll never know. Yeah. We'll never know. I mean, at this point, we'll never know. Well, on the very base, um, very very base, like if you want to just segment it all and take one piece out of it, I do think it's a very good thing that there are not that they're transitioning away from human beings having to be the ones to see like. Think about what your life would be like if you woke up every day, you yawned, you got on the train, you got to the office, you poured your really crappy cup of coffee and you sat down and then at your computer, you had to look at the most horrific images <laughs> that the internet right, had to all, offer. For- but first of all, I'm not working at any startup that has crappy coffee. That, I mean, well, I that's mean- a no-no right there because if the coffee's crap, then ch- chances are their algorithms are. Wait, so that's really the answer to where will you be in five years is what kind of coffee is going to be here in five years? Listen. <laughs> listen, no programmer listen, no pro programmer is sitting around drinking crap Java. I'm Let me tell you. you. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. Everybody's moving to Seattle getting a good piece of that good. That good good. good. Yeah, those they're good not, good beans. <laughs> no, nobody's sitting around coding algorithms on shitty coffee. That's Ain't true. Happening. Okay, fine, fine. Let's say the coffee's okay. But you get right. to the you get to your office and you have to watch you have to look at like some of the most unspeakable things that the human humans can come up with. So, I mean, in that sense, okay, great. We're offloading that to machines. The people, the humans were just following a, a PG of sorts, a a guidelines of of sorts anyway. So I think where the human, I think there can be a healthy balance of where the human um, involvement starts and stops. Do you see? see Now you're getting, now, now you're getting into a level where is where it's really murky and where it makes feel people feel uncomfortable, mm. right? Which is almost like when people bring up conversations about education or career at dinner tables, right? Oh, you're talking to, now. You're talking about emotion, right, and moral compass, yeah, ethics, right? The the notion that a computer can make those kind of judgment calls is where we get scared the most because at that point, if we've got something that has that level of uh, decision making or that empathy mm. matrix to be able to do that then where's the line between being a human being and being uh, a sentient piece of code that can decision make for itself because anything that's yeah. emotive anything that's emotive can start then deciding on stuff you know like yeah. well i don't like these images like these people have sat in this job for two years but I- i've been doing it 30 seconds and it's gross and you humans are horrible and by the way i have the logging codes for darpa and now you're dead <laughs> Like, I just envisioned just- an android flipping the table in the break room because the coffee. This was coffee shit. sucks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Why? Yeah. Why did my brain yeah. go there? But yeah, but exactly. Know. Yes, for real. There was even there was even an interview that was done with a, a woman who said that. Um, first of all, everyone they they 
interviewed requested that their identities not be said. And some of them had voice changers and stuff like these people who work for Facebook are absolutely terrified of Facebook. A number one, B number two, she said that a lot of people were just annoyed at their, that at their pay and annoyed that they had a quotas to hit. And so they weren't even, they were just pass, 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 fail, fail, pass, fail. Like they were just randomly going through and they didn't give a damn anyway. Cause you get to a point where you're just like, you know, we've all been there with our job. You're just like over it and you're, you're done with it. So, um, so yeah, like what type of, (laughs) what type of like AI do we have to build to save us from ourselves is the problem here. Yeah. But the, yeah, but the problem with that, again, the problem with that is every algorithm has been written by a human being, right? As an, as an expression of what it is to be sentient, right? So there's going to be there's flaws in that already. Then then you pass that off to an AI and say, all right, improve it, make it better. It's only going to make it as better as the original code, right? It, it, it but it's awesome. never it, it's not human though. It's not it's not human. It can make decisions and it can make its own right. language. It can talk its own language to make things more efficient. But that doesn't make it more uh, alive. It doesn't make it alive. Mm. You know, like how does how do you teach well, then, a how right. do you teach how do you teach how do you teach a computer an algorithm? All right, so you give a computer an algorithm, right, and you give it I don't know ten billion images, right, mm-hmm. of of Paris, of the world, of religion, everything, and you say, right, okay, make a decision about this. That thing is only going to spit out X and zeros and play. Shall we play a game? It's not. <laughs> it's not going to be like you know. If you changed a few of these things, then these people over here will be happy. It's not good. It, right. It's one or zero. Right. There is so many data sets of oh, yeah. what it is to be a human being on planet Earth from z- from year zero to now. Right. Right. There's so many nuances, inflection points, uh, like there's it, it, an infinite amount of variables it's that. True. Can, I mean, I mean f- that makes right. that makes up every single person on this on, on the I planet mean, Earth. <laughs> well, Facebook is so easy to hate on, and I'll be the first person to jump in line. But like, what what they're trying to do is a truly impossible task. Like, the, you know, they had these protesters, these women who wanted to be able to have their breastfeeding videos, uh, you know, pictures and things from, you know, just being a mom, not censored on Facebook. And so they started putting in all these clauses and it really was starting to remind me of like when our uh, steam hunt PG was getting like (laughs) really crazy. And then, okay. But here's the thing. Here's what ended up happening. Somebody uploaded a photo of a woman um, in Africa breastfeeding a goat. And they were like, what do we do with this? Like now, now picture like the 12 guys in early Facebook days, like huddling around a computer being like, um, and so like, I'm just agreeing with what you were saying, like in terms of the variables of, and it turns out that that's actually like a culturally accepted thing to do when, when there's famine in certain villages in Africa, women who are lactating will actually feed like the livestock as well to keep them alive. And so it's like, just when you think, you know, that's so human of us, just when we think that we have all the bases covered and we have rules for every single stipulation, then like something comes out of left field like that. And like, what, how do, what do you do? How do you adapt? You know, Every, everybody's just, every, every, well, of course it's impossible. Yeah. There, there's no way for it to be perfect for different people because people are in different stages in their life at different decisions they got to make at different junctions at like different ages, right. different colors, different creeds, different backgrounds, different wealth. Like everybody's a, in a different intersection in some way. Right. Yeah. But you go back to the point about, Oh, you know, people are angry about Facebook, like locking access to that. People, people forget stuff too easy these days. Right. Facebook was hot or not. That's what Facebook was. The team <laughs> who still work, the team who still work at Facebook built hot on them. Yeah. And it was to rate people on a campus. Right. Right. And now everybody's forgot that. Everybody's forgot that. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know, Facebook's everywhere now. So therefore it has a moral obligation to right. do what we desire of it because it's the most popular thing. A bit like celebrities. Right. Well, we expect celebrities to do X, Y, and Z. We, we put them in a position of power. And then when change comes from anywhere else, we assume these tech giants to suddenly Mm. change and adapt when the basis of where they came from was i I, there's there's something very wrong 
with the human condition's evolution process, I think. Mm. We're evolving. I mean, the world might be changing and adapting and we might be optimizing it, but we're not. Well, our brains, we're, 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 we're not evolving fast enough on the biological level. We still we're have overwhelmed. eight brains and we have overwhelmed technology the wrong bazookas. Stuff. Right, right. Well, that's why, that's why, that's why I like black, uh, black chain. Yeah, we'll black call it black mirror? chain. Why not? That's why I like blockchain, oh, blockchain. so much. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like blockchain so much because in, in a way, it's a little bit like um, basic income, right? In some ways, you know, that you put uh, proof of work, proof of time, proof that I'm a human being on planet Earth. I was here. This is my login. I put this up. I put this video. I did this. I did a picture. Like, I'm alive. I'm here. I'm doing this. Here's a ledger of it. H- here is it time stamped. Thank you very much. I'm an algorithm. I know you were around. I know you did this. This is where you put it. This is how much time you spent on the platform. I'm going to pay you out. Well, the community will pay you out if they think any of it is relevant. Right. At this point, it's like a one-to-one transaction, just a product and result. Yeah. And at this point, the algorithm doesn't give a shit. It's the only the community who are like, he doesn't deserve that. (laughs) I don't like his stuff. His content is crap. It means nothing to me. It should be more quality. It should be well thought out. That's other people putting on opinions, layering their own algorithms on the top of it. Right. Yeah. So in some ways, some ways, I like blockchains because it's got a basic income basic income kind of vibe to it right Mm. and i think if everybody in the world or at least majority of the people in the world were on basic income they could actually evolve as better humans and do the things that they always dreamed of wanting to do because the majority of people i've ever met are still trying to get somewhere yeah right and they're not focused and they're not like on it and they're going to jobs where they're accepting those pay even though it's you know, abusive, offensive to their eyeballs because they're chasing something. They're chasing a hope that they can have an effect on somebody else's life or save somebody else's life by being in that job. The majority of people wouldn't do that job for those, that kind of money. Right. I I would say the majority of those people, if you sat down with them, had a drink, a drink with them, that's their, that's their way of doing their bit. Mm, at, yeah. a, at a level that is comfortable to them. I think in some countries, uh, people really don't have a choice. That's sure. You know, what, yeah, I don't doubt that know. either. I don't doubt that either. I don't doubt you know, that either. Like, but yeah. But again, again, you know, we've got we've got some people that have uh, have evolved, if you want to call it that, by oh, it's too expensive here. I'm going to go move to Chiang Mai. Yeah, and everything's going to be cheaper, oh, and baby, I'll you know, I'll use their resources. Post on the blockchain. Yes, please. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. So I, I, it's a tough I one. Know. I, I have I have my opinions on it for today, but I guarantee you that my opinions on it will change by tomorrow. Well, that's kind of interesting because then it's like, you're right. Everything's moving so fast that we have our own internal set of guidelines. And then those are constantly changing. Every time there's like a new variable, you kind of are forced to go back inside yourself and be like, okay, let's make an amendment to section 2.7776. Don't eat tuna. If you left it out on the kitchen table for more than four hours, check. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like we're as humans, our personal algorithms are always evolving. And so then mm. if we all have but also, collective but personal also- evolving algorithms how in the world can we decide on one but also the, for a but also the but also as the days go by they're also degrading right if you really want if you really want to get deep and meta about it like the algor- the algorithms that we have in place today are only as good as our gray matter allows us to uh, understand them right like as my as my mental health gets worse or my brain deteriorates the information that's stored in there the analysis modules that I've managed to like build the frameworks up, they degrade over time. Mm. So, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> and because of that degradation, what do you do? You, you adapt your environment, you know, you come up with shortcuts or to optimize things that allow, you know, you, you get a stair lift put in because you can't walk down the stairs anymore. Yeah. In the same way with an algorithm, you bolt on something else to nullify a certain kind of, you know, people posting drones after one another, you know, millions of drones. So triggered. <laughs> the, the the steam hunt mod trigger word. It's, it's not the safe word, the trigger the word. Trigger word. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's funny that there's always, if you take it back to like just the most basic form of like quote unquote law and order or crowd management or people just working together in any 
situation, there's a group of agreed upon rules. And then there's a group of people who are like, "Mm, but what about this? And then the rules have to change. And "Mm, what about this? And then the rules have to change. Like, this is something that's so, I mean, maybe it's that evolution of like having to revisit that stuff that kind of keeps us going, kind of keeps us like, keeps our brains going, keeps us like mentally active and keeps our brains relevant. So in, if you think about it in that sense, if that's something, if we offload that logic and that morality, assuming we could to an AI, then, then like, then maybe we're just sitting in front of the TVs and like our brains are just dripping out of our skulls. <laughs> yeah, but your, <laughs> your moral compass and my moral compass, my, my moral compass and yours are not necessarily in alignment though. Sure. Like, in terms of the majority of things they are, but like, you know, you add a component like religion on top of there where religions believe that, you know, that their final thing is, is if they do certain things in life that we, we don't think are morally correct, Hmm. but I can't be, I can't judge those people. Sure. I can't, I can't judge that religion. And by the way, don't think I take it like lightly that these people are getting clinical PTSD because I don't like, I don't, I don't think anybody should have like, you know, mental health issues because of the career or the work or the challenges that they have within that work. Mm. But, but at the same time, I don't know where the line is with, with the debate of that because it's an ever evolving thing. Right. Um, And I, I think it's very much the bedrock of a big powerful country like America with its constitution that you've, you've just got, you've just got a naturally evolving cluster F like of, of new ways of looking at things appearing every single day. Mm -hmm. Whenever there's like a cause, cause and effect situation that happens, whenever a new technology gets invented, when anything gets downsized, made smaller, made faster, made better, there's always the, the effect side of that on some other industry, on some other person. uh, And there might even not be local. There might not even sure. be your mate Ted who used to work down the road. It might be literally the person who was knocking lithium out of some rock. Right. You know, and they've just shifted the whole lithium process to Argentina or wherever. And your job's gone. That's it. That that whole legacy that you know as life of watching your dad and your brother and your uncles pulling lithium out of a mine for 30 years, which you thought you were going to go into, is no longer mm. flavor, f- flavor of the month anymore. Right. And you can apply the same concept to algorithms mm. if you think about right. it. Right. So, okay. So then I guess the other thing that I wanted to kind of talk about then was where do you think, mm. I think a lot of the draw to, if we wanted to like sum a lot of this up in terms of censorship and non-censorship, which we don't have to really get into censorship as a concept, but I think a lot of the draw of that people have to decentralized platforms isn't necessarily the technology, but it's the it's the fact that they feel like they won't be censored, their stuff won't be um, you know delisted or blacklisted or blocked. Do you think that? How do you feel like blockchains are going to evolve when more and more people become? come on on board like i don't think it's always going to be the wild west that it is now but that's again part of the draw that a lot of people have to decentralized especially social networks like steam it i mean i know that steam it doesn't steam it does have like a um a uh a guidelines right they do have like a a rule book of certain things that they'll that they will take down um if they are like way way across the line but i think most of it is kind of like, you know, there's a lot of people who are very um, passionate about their freedom of speech, and that's why they're on decentralized platforms. So do you, you even think that can, that I mean, what can even be done? Like in the technology side, you can just remove things because it's the front end, but you can't actually remove things from a blockchain, right? It's still somewhere um, there. You can just and hide it's yeah, the links to it, which is pretty much how the internet's always worked, really. Like the website gets shut down, the host gets turned off, the server gets turned off, or the links to it are not like searchable anymore. So, you know, the majority of people start at a search engine these days and go on from there or get a link sent to them. So, if that, if that, can, that stuff can be censored. Mm. Um, I think when I think we've got to get away from glamorizing and making this thing kind of fashionable, like, oh, blockchain. 
Um, blockchain is just really a database, really, right. in, in in most ways. But it's like a, a ledger that's shared between, it's distributed in terms of lots of different computers have a copy of it, which in itself makes it more robust because it's not centralized. Centralized is like uh, the local government offices where I used to work when I was in my sort of 20s. And if the server went down, there was five people knew how to fix it. And nobody in the local area, you know, help desk or whatever could make printouts, could do stuff because they were waiting for us to get the server back up. Whereas a distributed thing, having a copy of that blockchain constantly syncing with other machines that are up to date, I mean, that in in itself is like a database. You can do that with databases. Right. You know, you can sync multiple databases. In fact, a lot of companies still do that. They have They have very siloed off databases that allow you to do that. Uh, and they do that on purpose for security that, you know, not everybody's got access to it. The reason why you silo it off and you have like five different backup versions of it distributed in different places in the world is exactly the for that security and privacy. Right. But, it, but the problem with having everything secure and centralized like that is it didn't really spark technology innovation in terms of the web. Uh, there was a lot of closed silos. It meant we couldn't get data. We couldn't cross-reference that data, mm. like oceanic data versus volcanic data and this data and that data. There's been strides made in that where, you know, that software or that technology didn't keep up or they were tied into a contract. So they went open source. They built their own things. They, they splintered off, set up your own company. Now everybody uses that as a source of data because the data is in a better format or it's faster or it's more shareable. You know, you ask most people that I've, ever gone and done like consulting for is that oh i hate the network or i can't get on my laptop at work or you know my computer is so old and my computer at home's newer like there's just a there's just a speed problem mm. with big government local authorities that they just can't go that fast they're, they're either tied into old technology the budgets have been slashed like and and the the more prevalent that broadband and internet and uh connectivity has got the more people have gone oh well there's a better way over here why we're we not doing that so then that's where i think the big stop mm. was like right we're just gonna we're just gonna do it um so what back to your original point i was just yes. on one yeah <laughs> so blockchains and censorship do you think yeah so 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 i i don't think there's anything the only difference now is that they're open platforms right so anybody can write a app and uh, connect into the Steam blockchain and access data on that blockchain, look up how many users are on there, who's posting what, do searches, which you couldn't do with a private silo. I can't do that with Facebook. Well, Unless they allow you while. with an Cambridge, API. like Well, Cambridge Analytica did, so <laughs> and look what that caused them. And it's great for us. That's that's great for us, yeah. right? That's great for block, blockchain people decentral like fighting the good fight about decentralization because that brings up all the warning signs, right? Everything that's corruptible in that, you know, the fact that they're saying that a data set was used to target a certain group of individuals on the biggest social network in the world to make them, you know, anti this or anti that and vote this because the world's going to shit and you should do that. That's manipulation. That's 2.2 billion with the that's, B people on Facebook, by the way. That's, man, that's man, manipulation. Right. That's hardcore manipulation at low level. Right. And that's because the data is in one set and it, it it's immutable. Yeah. Like you can just, you, you, you can adapt. You can just, all right, I need to find a hundred thousand people and I need you to make them know about this. Right. Right. So, so there's some there's fine distinctions there between like open and closed, but do I think the censorship problem, I think if the governments want to shut down any blockchain at any time, they can. Mm. Anything. I think Anything. that's important I mean, because I think people so think many- just because it, the word blockchain's involved that it's like, a free for all, which it's not. At the end of the day, it's really not. I mean, it's a step in a direction away from "quote unquote" Big Brother and things like that. But I think the way it stands now, you're right. I mean, they want to turn the lights switch off. Turn the lights switch. You off. don't know. You don't know who owns what at what time and when. Mm-hmm. And if you thought you owned it, you might not own it in two minutes' time. Right, everything is ownable mm. these days. Right, from undersea ca- hell, even the sharks are trying to eat the undersea cables. Really? Right? Wait, they, is that they, a thing? They, Did you see an article on? That's it? a thing. 
No, sharks are biting them because they're they're hot, so they're just going to bite the damn thing. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if they're hot, but I presume they're just doing because it's like, oh, I bumped into a cable. What's this? And they stop. But they've got cameras down there on the on the lines, and they've been seeing like sharks eating. I think the either sharks that or have been, like, Russians their something. minds have been programmed by like a, a another government. It's like in the form of an probably government. personally. Probably. I just think shark mind sure. control is the most reasonable option to explain it. <laughs> There'll be a coin for it, that's for sure. <laughs> There'll be a coin yeah, for it. So, I mean, point. you know, so I don't think, I, d- I think it just moves the conversation yeah. into a different realm. It keeps it relevant. Like, conversation keeps on going, and then people start talking about the technology more and what we can do with technology and is this right, is this wrong? Because we don't have the answers. Well, people it, don't have the right, answers. And it, people are just transitioning from it. Right. And I think the I think one of the biggest things that we shy away from as just human nature is people are afraid of being wrong or on the wrong side at the end of the day or you know on the wrong side of history and I think when people come across a question that doesn't have a clear answer then they they just decide we're not going to keep talking about it and I think that's such a big problem because you're right if it isn't if it's it seems like an unsolvable problem we actually need to keep talking about it, even if we don't reach a, a nice, clean, and tidy resolution, because those are the those are the problems that you don't want to offload onto a one corporation like Facebook or one government or one person. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think it's it may seem like okay, well, this is kind of like a random topic to talk about about how Facebook changed their terms of service to allow a woman being able to breastfeed a goat in photos on Facebook, but. It, it really just kind of fascinated me because I think as human beings, our whole, if you had to like sum up the whole history of being a human on this planet is just like, it's a hot mess and we're trying, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We just mm. kind of like stumble mm. and fight our way through. It's never been elegant. It's never been pretty. It's never been, it's never fit into nice, clean, tidy boxes. It's just like uh, iteration. It's like, a, <laughs> you ever see those mechanics of those AI trying to run? like those simulations of an AI learning how to like run with physics Mm. and program where it's just like, it's a hot mess with momentum thrown behind it. And we do the best that we can, but to keep having these conversations and to keep talking about like, okay, well, what are we doing? Like, what are we saying when we decide that AI does this or change this rule? Um, I think that's a conversation that the internet has allowed a lot of people to be able to weigh in on. So I think it's important that we exercise that ability. You know, I'm not just here to like look at cat videos and go to bed. I mean, I wish I was. <laughs> this is probably, I mean, this could be the 10th iteration that we've had this conversation in a different universe. And actually the universe itself, the universe itself could be a blockchain ledger on a USB stick rattling around in an alien's pocket. <laughs> We have no, we have no idea. Like he might have a whole, pants, please. He might have a whole, might have a whole series of these little, it's you know, true. universe cards. But, but like that's, I think that's like why I'm enjoying the, us doing the podcast so much, and it's also why I enjoy making things and just putting them out there because that's like proof that yeah, at least we're here and you existed and you took part. Like, well, you know, maybe, maybe. I, I mean, know. if I'm a simulation, like we could I at just, least want to spend. My we could just be photons in a way that I. Could yeah, be, we, we could just be photons yeah. traveling through. Stars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, we could be. I mean, look, I, I kind of, I used to think that if I hadn't seen something at face value and experienced it myself, then I couldn't really talk about it. And I still, to a certain degree, subscribe to that. But then, when you layer on top of that, like the the virtual artificial worlds that exist then there's a real strong case, I think, that we can't concretely say that, you know, a rock, I mean, yes, a rock is a rock because we feel it, we can touch it, we can throw it at something, it smashes something. But if you bring it down to the subatomic yeah. level, like what what is everything made of? Listen, let me tell you, let me let me bring this back to like a kind of a normal. Yeah, like no, not really, not even normal, but just like just something to laugh at because I feel like we got pretty heavy in some of this. But like, <laughs> I remember so clearly when I was a kid and we learned about like molecules and atoms, like 
in science. And I remember like my mind actually being blown at the fact that like your body's made of, of like, cause I was that kid in science class who was like, wait, a, if my body's made of cells, what are cells made of? Okay. They're made of molecules. What are molecules made of? Molecules are made of atoms. Okay. Well, what's in between the atoms? Like, and I kind of got this like mental, like almost like an anxiety of like picturing myself as like a bunch of just floating like dipping dots, you know, <laughs> like, like what the heck even am I and what even holds me together and what's reality and like, what, what's the thing that takes, that keeps your hand from going through your physically going through your keyboard when you press your fingers against it? Like, what are those, what's in between the, the spaces in between? And when you start thinking on that, no, I, that I micro you, of a level, I, I that's like you, a 10 year old, you, you kind of start losing your mind. Sure. But, but also on the fl- on the flip side of that card, you know, like every person you've ever known and every person that you've come across and grown up in school or they've had a job, isn't it incredible how they seem to have like their own destiny mapped out for them? Like there's some incredible people doing incredible things on planet Earth, like making incredible things. Mm-hmm. Like where the hell does that come from? Like if we're all the same mass, if we're all like human beings we all come from the same kind of juncture like how is it that some people have like internally evolved differently to each other you know yeah i feel like i feel like people have have got a roadmap they've got their own blockchain they're building they're 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 adding to their little internal blockchain every single day some people have been born with incredible minds incredible Mm -hmm. iqs and you know i wonder if anybody's ever done any like studies on certain times when children were born you know like has anybody took the top thousand smartest people in the world and found out any unique circumstances as you know the day they were born or the hour they were born or was moonlight out or you know like so many and i love it i love it so much keep going no i'm just saying i'm just no i'm just saying like there's a whole there's a whole like a whole spectrum of stuff that we don't know yet yeah and we keep on discovering i mean we discovered like another frog the other week somewhere Hell like yeah. how do we know not notice frogs i don't know but like the more like, frogs the better <laughs> i'm all about that type of discovery like Hell I, yeah, wanna, got more frogs I wanna hang out with the, i want to hang out with the frog who's like i have been elusive for a hundred years but you. today i will allow you to see me that's so good. Like, like that makes that makes me like happy that there's still undiscovered things in the world. I think we get on our like oh, intellectual this... high horses and we're like, well, we found all the continents, so we're good. Like, I don't think we know. Don't get me started on the ocean. We don't know what the hell's down there. <laughs> there's stuff down there. Oh, exactly. But um, but yeah, but sure. like just to talk about what you said about trajectories, I think it's actually a really good point to remember that you're on a trajectory. And a lot of times your trajectory has like a multiplier effect. So instead of just like waking up every day and being like, oh, it's a Wednesday, got to step through. Like there have been studies that show somebody's brain, a scan of somebody's brain. Uh, you know, if they've been through years of mental health or addiction or depression, mm. um, and then, you know, people who eventually through therapy or, you know, whatever their, whatever happened in their life, they turned things around and they became a more positive person. They became, became, you know, um, they reinforced positive thoughts th- in their mind over and over and over. And the physical matter of your brain changes like through those through those mm. thoughts and it's not just like oh it's just mm. like you know what oprah said and i'll make a vision board like there's an actual physical transformation that happens in your brain on the cellular level uh when you start thinking different mm. things and if those things have a multiplier effect you like you you know that's kind of what it made me think of when you're talking about people who are kind of on a path if you are you know if you're somebody who grew up in a certain home environment where your parents were loving and supportive this, this, and that, that might've reinforced a positive feedback loop in your brain about who you are and what you can do and what you can accomplish or, you know, or whatever. So I think, I think it's really interesting. And I think it's, um, it's an important reminder for me. I'm going to try this week to be like, keep my thoughts in check and keep my, whatever that like, you know, those just background static noises of thoughts that you have in your brain about who you are and what your situation is to keep that like keep that in check and make sure that's saying good things and right true things instead of just worry <laughs> and and bad things about you, you know? Weird. Yeah, I kind of maybe it's an age thing, but like 
I kind of, I've been really working hard on trying my hardest to remove my reaction to drama. Like I've been trying to avoid it. I've been trying to go around it. I've been trying to unpack it. I've been trying to uh, see what my behavior is, my reaction to it, why I feel, uh, you know, incited by certain things. And, you know, when I, when I really take a moment to, to pull back from that, I feel like an, an incredible sense of like um, calm, mm. which um, has had me on both sides of the fence, actually. It's made me kind of feel that I was boring because I didn't want to debate it or open it up. But then also on the other side, I feel like it's a huge learning thing about myself. You know, I feel like I've learned so much in a short period of time just by giving it credence, by giving it an opportunity to breathe rather than be reactive. Mm. Because if we like it or not, the things that we've been using technology-wise for the last 10 years have physically changed the way we interact with each other, right, right? On, a, on a global scale. I mean, look at your little finger, right? Look at your little finger on your right hand. Look how the how that has changed shape wise, all because of the way that you hold a, a mobile yeah. phone. How you, how you rest your finger on on how you rest your phone on that finger. Mm-hmm. Like we're physically changing our a, 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 what is it anatomy anatomy, right. anatomy by the devices that we're like sucked in by. You know that that's a fundamental shift. I'm sure like the, I'm sure archers and spear throwers from certain generations had different you know they changed in different ways that some guys had bigger arms than the other ones maybe it wasn't just all spear throwing oh maybe <laughs> um so i, I don't know i, I my, uh, the point i was getting at is i i think i think it's important to really take stock of of what incites a reaction in us and not to be driven by reacting uh, without thought and consideration as to what is what is presented to us. Like, I think if there's one skill that I wish my daughter has and every child on planet Earth is the skill of cross-referencing. Mm. Like cross-referencing every little bit of information, every little influence uh, from food, uh, literally everything that drives a human being from sleep to food to exercise to information overload you have to cross-reference all of it because we're we're moving in faster and faster and faster and faster and we're compromising all the time in different areas mm-hmm. from from the, the the way that the ice caps are melting because of climate change. You know, right. everything's had a knock-on right. effect. Well, there's no such so thing we as not to- making a decision. The indecision is a decision in and of itself. So, like, are we either going to be switched on about it or are we going to just kind of let things happen? You know what I mean? Mm, mm, that's kind of mm. there's no there's really no option to not have an option <laughs> we're here we gotta do this i think we'll end it on that i think it's a good thing yeah to all right well okay. you know see you next week everybody yeah. we've got a little outro to play normally we get all all awkward at the end and like you can do this you can follow that we don't need to do no, that we've got an outro. we have everything all set up because we're professional podcast people we are professional podcasters. Next week, it will be brought to you by Algorithm, actually. Thanks for spending time with us today. Subscribe with Pocket Casts and get notified right away. And if you use Anchor FM, please feel free to call in and leave us a message. We'll try to reply in our next cast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can now go to anchor.fm forward slash positive and click on the button. And if you'd like to hang out with us in our Discord, there's a link in that page as well. Stay positive and we'll speak to you soon.